<clears throat> so it's still May, no, May 30th. So on another note, last time I talked about anger, but this time I'm actually going to talk about the funnies because I feel like that is something that just speaks to me so much because like with anger, it's just always this thing where it's like, it's like intense, intense, intense. But the thing that I love about emotions and feelings is they can intertwine with one another and help each other so much. It's like, it's like, I love anger, for example, so much because of the deep sorrow it brings a person so that once something is funny, it is so funny. Like, it's like the angrier a person is, the funnier something is once that funny moment comes. Because you need that you, like, you, it's like something could be kind of funny, but because a person has been pent up in so much anger for so long, it's like that funny thing can happen and it's like, boom, like complete explosion of funny laughter, like total relief and total happiness, like over the moon, right? It's like a rocket ship of like, of elation and excitement and so anyways like when I think about funnies for some reason I always think about somebody chasing another person and being sneaky like I just love that dynamic when somebody is like sneaking up on somebody else and like playing a trick on them I think that is the funniest thing ever. I used to watch this little show between like one little treehouse and another. And there was this one silly game that they would play called like Nicky Nicky Nine Doors. And basically the person, they were like all dressed up as clowns or whatever. And they'd like go to the one person's house and knock on their door. And then they'd go hide in their bushes. And the person would answer the door and be like, well, hello. And then it'd be like, oh, no one's here. And then they go back in the house. And then the person comes around the bush and then they knock on their door. <laughs> and they just do this over and over and over. And it was just like, I don't know why, but I thought that was the funniest thing ever. And then so like when it was time for me to have like my 12th birthday, I just kind of thought like, I get to do my birthday this year because I have enough skills to know how to do it. I know how to make my list of people. I know how to call the people. I know how to like make my little wish list thing because I was like kind of like prideful a little bit when I was that age. I was like, oh, every, my birthdays mean I need to become rich by everybody I know and everybody needs to give me everything they own and all their money and I'm going to tell them all that I want. <laughs> and it was like, I was a little bit like that. But like, it was still funny because I still had some friends that were just like, you know, they just take a blind eye to them. They're like, no, we just want to come anyways. Anyway, so then I say like, this is what we're going to do, da, da, da. But really, like, the best part of the whole thing was I just loved, like, making all our water balloons ready and having this massive thing of water balloons and having different teams. We had, like, the front yard team with their host and the backyard team with their host. And we had, like, water balloons on both sides. And then we had, like, hot potato water balloons. And, like, we had the sprinkler going. And then, like, and then we had, like, for some reason, they all kind of teamed together and all got me stuffies. So I had, like, a new, like, green, like, frog stuffy and this like panda stuffy and like a lot a lion stuffy something like that and then we had this big like stuffy war thing going on and it was like stuffy war wrestle zone like it was just like so much fun right and and I just loved most of that dynamic like sneaking up with the hose and like going with it and then running away and I don't know why it's so much fun to sneak up get someone and run away like I don't know why, but it was just the best thing ever. That's why I love Capture the Flag. That's why I love, like, British Bulldog. No, mostly Capture the Flag because you have, like, two teams and you have, like, your beanbags in each hula hoop or, like, a ball. 
and you have to like run and like plan it out with your other teammates so everybody else is kind of running at the same time and then you sneak around and grab the thing and like stay there for a while and then when no one's looking like you run back to your side without anybody tagging you the whole time and it's like the funnest thing ever to like even get around the people with and be like no one's noticing me like everybody is literally trying to get everybody else and then you finally get to that like safe zone and you're like oh my goodness nobody noticed me and then you kind of check and you're like oh did anyone notice me yet no nobody notices i'm even here and then you just see your like clear like kind of like parting the sea moment and you're like and you just go and you run and you keep running and then suddenly like right before you go like over the line somebody notices they're like they have the flag and then you're just like i got it best ever it's like the culmination of like football rugby and like all of that but like in the simplest form is like capture the flag and it's just like whoever invented this game best idea ever because it is just like it's just beyond fun right and and I'm just so grateful that I got to like be this recreation leader for like six years of my life because it was like literally the funnest job ever and the funniest job. Like you get this pool of people that that have dedicated their lives to fun and funniness and to the point where they they get their they're like I don't know, like complimented and they are like built up around this image of like, oh, well, you're the funnest person ever. You totally get this job, right? And and it's just like so much fun because then you have like six leaders, like six teenagers and young adults all together in a park. And then you have like 60 kids. So you have like 10 kids per leader. And then you get like six different teams going on, like playing like silly Queen's Court games. Where, like, each person has, like, a, a team name and a team song. And then they, like, get points because they talk to the queen every so often. And then they get, like, and then the point, and then the queen gives them, like, 10,569 points for whatever they just did. And then, like, and then another person, like, another team will go and then they'll do their thing. And then they'll get, like, 769, 80,000 points for whatever they just did. And, and then, like, they, and it's just so much fun because there's, like, then some of the kids are like, oh, I'm really good at math so they really try and figure out the math to see who, which team is winning or whatever and then there's other people that are just like oh great we we got something right or whatever and then like and then it's just so funny because then there's like different people that are spies going around to each each team and being like oh hey like what are you guys gonna do next oh we're gonna do the same thing and and so then they try to like outdo each other's and or it's like the last day of like camp and all the leaders have gathered all of the um, lost and found of all the kids of the week and then they make a skit like at the end like before the parents come so that all the kids can like find their stuff and so each of the leaders puts on these like tiny little like sunglasses and tiny little hats and like and then like tiny little like sweaters and they're like putting their little fingers in their sweaters and stuff and they're like pretending to be like whoever they're pretending to be like one of my friend was wearing this purple sweater thing and she was like the purple sweater princess and then she had all these servants and and then i'm pretty sure they 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 wrote into the script somehow of like goldilocks and the three bears and like red riding hood i think she was like little princess like 
priding hood, whatever, right? And then and then you just like have all these minions like of all the other leaders and, and then all the kids are watching, they're like, hey, that's my sweater. <laughs> you like make a slip and slide and then you like do the bubbles and then you have this like squawking chicken so that you can play like like squawking chicken run after it like 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 up and over toss it kick it and like this chicken is going like across the field it is the funniest thing ever like I just love it like, and I, and I remember when I entered into this culture, you know, like I was like 12, 13, 14, and I went to my first like volunteer thing and it was good, you know, like it was okay. And then, and then I went and like, you know, I started working with them and then I would go to these three day trainings before we went and did it. And it was like the funnest thing ever because you're around all these people that are like actually really caring, committed kind of people. Um, but yeah, they're from all kinds of religions and backgrounds and everything, right? And so it's just really fun to have this group of people that all care about wanting to help people. And then you all kind of like learn all these games together, all these new tag games, all of these like different like you know, all of the best parenting books, like it's like people have then like created courses and then it's like these leader, these like social workers are teaching you all the best of the best stuff, like one hour at a time. <clears throat> and then all in between, we do different like breaks and stuff and like, and games and things like that. And then like, and then we do all the boring stuff. But like, even when we're doing the boring stuff, one of my supervisors was like, hey, everybody dress up as Star Wars on the boring stuff day. And then we will like, you know, we'll, that's just what we'll do, you know, <laughs> like that kind of thing. And it was so funny because we didn't say it like that. We didn't really know it was going to be a boring stuff day, um, but, but he did. So he's just like, okay, this is the day that we get to dress up for as like Star Wars or whatever. And I was like, I don't even do Star Wars. What, what do I need to dress up as? And then I found out there was this like Princess Leia person. So I think I like, or like Princess Amadala person. So then I had like a white face and I had like two buns on my ears and stuff. And any, and then other people were dressed up. They wrapped themselves in toilet paper to be like stormtrooper people or whatever. And and it was just so much fun, just like walking all there. It's not Halloween. It's not anything. <laughs> we're all just dressed up, going all to the same place. And we're just like, yeah. What what was it like for you? Riding the bus, all dressed up in your costume, and like and like you know, everybody was just sharing their their experience, and it was just so fun. You know, like, and and it was just so delightful to be around people that care about fun. You know, that care about the healing power of play. And that we did it all day long. You know, 10 to 3 every day, Monday to Friday. That's what we were doing in the park with whatever kids were in the neighborhood that wanted to check, check out the crafts that we had. Check out the, like, the games that we had ready. And it was just beyond fun. You know, it was the best way that I felt like as a teenager that I could use my talents and hone my talents of being this person that was like over the top hyper most of the time, over the top silly, and like for the most part in any school setting, I was kind of shunned, and I was kind of like, no, you need to stop talking. You need to like not be laughing so much. You need to be like, you know, like you need to like tone it down kind of thing. And that's okay because there's a time and place for those things. 
But it was just so much fun to be in a work environment that totally embraced all of that. It was like the more, the better, right? And it was just like, thank you. Like that was such an important outlet for me to be like, oh, so I get to be a clown and I get paid better if I learn how to be an even better clown. Thank you. Like I will do that all day long, all night long, no big deal. And, and I didn't realize it was kind of like this talent thing. Like, I thought that everybody could do that, right? But, like, over time, as I've kind of grown up a little, I've learned that, you know what? Not everybody can just do that, like, easily and just be, like, a laughing, smiling, kind of, like, a goof-around kind of a person. And not everybody needs to, right? Like, everybody has their thing. And it's not like I'm like that all the time, right? But I really enjoy when I get into that groove that I can do that freely and I can feel like, oh yeah, I could do this for hours, right? Like, and be totally content doing this for hours. Um, so like, yeah, that was so much fun. Like, so much fun. And I just loved how many times we did rock, paper, scissors in a day to like solve problems and how many times we would just like, you know, we would just talk something out and, and we would just like make up something fun and like talk about another fun story and like pretend to be something else and like, and just like, it was just all day long. Like whether it was wide games, whether it was, um, like acting out something, you know, like creating skits, whether it was like having different equipment to use to play, you know, different running games, different like, you know, like rock, paper, scissors, or like troll wizards, elves, or like, you know, just different silly things, right? And it was just all for silly, right? Like it really wasn't to be serious and be this like professional all-star Olympic sportsman person, whatever. It was really just the point was to be together all at the same time, passing the time together in a kind of a productive playing kind of a way. And it worked. It worked all summer long for like six years of my life. And and then when it wasn't summertime, there would be festivals throughout the, the winter, whether it was like the winter festival or the children's festival or whatever. And they would always need somebody to do the face painting or somebody to do the, you know, run the games for any kids that would come by. And it was so fun. It was just so fun. And I loved it. And I could do it all over again. And I still remember at one time, I think I was one of the participants when I was younger. Because I remember coming up to this blue tent and they had all these tables set out with all these garbage bags for people to paint. And then they had them string it up. And I remember bringing my kite out and everybody had their kites that they had decorated and it was all the different colors. And every all these little kids were just holding their little kites. And I was like, how in the world were all these little kids able to get a kite into the air? Like, this is beyond me because for some reason in my head, it was rocket science to get anything in the air and to get it to stay there, right? Because I had a tiny little backyard. So anytime I ever tried anything like that, it would always just like flop right away. Or if we went into a big field, it would kind of get stuck in the tree. It was always kind of a flop. So like this was one of my first instances where like the kite stayed in the air for as long as I wanted it to. And I was like, you know what? This is such a worthwhile endeavor 
to dedicate, you know, like in the same way that whoever it was that brought me here into this field with this lovely blue little tent and this like this table set out just for kids to like craft with and then go and make and do something with. I was like, this is one of the most worthwhile endeavors a person could ever do to bless a child with some level of fulfillment, empowerment, uh, feeling like they are worthwhile as a human being, that they have something to contribute in their skills or anything of that, like, of that kind of a level of, like, perception, right? Because in that moment, I just felt like I felt so accomplished because I had a little string and I had something in the air and I just felt so free because of that little tiny accomplishment that just made me feel like maybe I could do something with my life. Maybe I'm not totally useless and hopeless or whatever. And maybe I'm like, act, maybe I actually have some worth because I can do something, right? Like, and it was kind of funny because, you know, like that's kind of the yang yang kind of feel like that can be kind of damaging where they think that, oh, like uh, my worth is measured by what I can do kind of thing. And I understand that that can be super damaging. And at this time in my childhood, it was kind of, that was my logic in my head at the time. And I was really grateful for people that were willing to set up something so that I could do something, right? Like, and, and I could have that, that memory get locked in my head that, oh, I can do something. You know, like I might not do something every day, but there's times in my life where I have done something and it feels like it feels so lovely to know that, yeah, I did get to do that, you know, like and that that was a thing that was in my life. And I feel so grateful for the people, whoever it was that brought me to that field with the blue tent and with like with the with the kites and and just like brought me home after i don't even know it could have been my parents it could have been my aunts like whoever i just feel so thankful for that because it's kind of like it hasn't like made up the rest of my life but it kind of has because it's like i've had little nudges whether it's that or even working and volunteering as a recreation leader or becoming a babysitter or a nanny or like or having like five kids of my own and like two other pregnancies and like and just like this whole feel that like is so worthwhile kind of like in, i think in japan or somewhere in the world they have this thing called kids day and even in calgary they would celebrate like the children's festival i remember those would be like the happiest days of the year it didn't matter if i was a kid or an adult going to those things I loved it. I loved being a volunteer, leading like the parade of children dressed up around the festival, like the children's festival, and like and dancing and playing and like having our parade. And then like I loved sitting down and listening to the storytellers. I loved watching the magic tricks. I loved having the maypole and everybody holding onto a I string that. and like running around in circles, making this maypole experience. And and I love the music. I love the face painting. I love like everything to do with everything in celebrating and honoring and like helping little people rediscover childhood kind of feel right and because I just feel like that's that's where it's at you know like I know everybody's focused on so many different things you know everybody has their focus some people think that you know their responsibility when they're with kids is to help them become their prodigy 
you know, like be that person that becomes this famous person that was like a the one year old that knew how to play like Mozart five thousand times in like two minutes or whatever, and like and like make have these children in their lives do all these magic tricks and whatever, and like kind of create like a circus out of like the little people in their life, and and I'm like, you know what? That's okay for people that really feel compelled to like inspire that level of like excellence or expertise or like grown-up kind of impressiveness out of children I think that's okay for the people that think that way but for me I'm just like no like you know there were so many times when like my kids were younger and like because they're beautiful people right like they're just beautiful inside and beautiful outside and so then there would always be people that come up to me and be like your kids should be models we should have people take pictures of them so that they can be models and you can make a lot of money because they are just beautiful people, right? Like they, they could be on magazines or they could be in like advertisements. Da, 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 da. And I'd be like, no, like, no, like just no beyond no beyond no. Because it's like, I just believe so strongly that the whole focus of like being this person before a person's eight is totally totally a time to be so treasured and immersed in complete pleasure of play right like the pleasure of going out and running around and finding new things and then and then creating like a new structure system of like the space that a person's going to be playing in and then like and and having those sensory experiences with like the sand and like and like and then like creating something artistic and then going to a new park and like and finding new things there and finding friends and like and building community and like and and learning about friends friends' siblings and their parents and their families and like and it's like that's what that's what I see childhood is it's like it's a little person waking up every day and finding gifts in the garden and finding gifts in their community and finding gifts in their cottage and 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 finding them all and then and then doing something with all of those findings right whether it's just really like laying them out and like being like that was great or whether it's being like oh well I did that and then moving on to something else that just percolated because of all those findings right and then and then moving on and be like oh well now I want to read a story or like now I want to go visit I want to see what this friend is doing or whatever and like and like Let's go see if we can go to the beach with them or let's go to the park with them or, you know, or like, let's, let's go make a picnic or like, let's go and pretend we're going to school or let's go pretend we're going on a trip or let's go pretend we're going camping or let's go and or let's go pretend we're going into an airplane and we're going to every place on the world and like, and like building all of these different things and like, it's like, that's what that special age is, like eight and under space, where it's just like you just get to just keep going and going and going and going. It's like it's like a regular clock will say like 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, right? And it'll go around. But it's like when a little person wakes up, it's like, oh, sunrise time. And oh, let's find sprouts time. And like, oh, let's have some breakfast time. And oh, let's paint with blueberries time. And oh, let's like, and, and it's just this constant like bubbling like brook of like beautiful like bubbling bumbling time. And it's just like really fun. And you just can't interrupt that with like so much grown up kind of ideas of 
of what they think is is a, a way to make children impressive to other adults or whatever. It's just like, no, like that is not that is not the whole reason that this is happening. You know, like Heavenly Father has blessed us with these little people in our lives because they are amazing people. They're just like like it's like that song that's like, hey, like we're just people sent here from heaven, amazing people, living, breathing souls, with beating hearts and crying eyes, fighting for a better life. And, and it just keeps going, right? And it's just like, that's what it is. It's like a person that gets to be like a baby until they're eight, like they get this like beautiful treasure trove time where they just get to be. They just get to be alive. And that's the whole fun of being that age is you get to be alive and your body just keeps growing every day. And so it's like every day is a new day because you have a new body every day. And it's just like, it's such an exciting, beautiful time. And and they just come up with the funniest things. Like I still remember when I had like kids that were like six and under and I'd be making food. And like nowadays it's kind of a different feel because usually people get on each other's nerves and, and there's all that emotion stuff of development. But like back in the day when they were all like six and under, they would just come up with these things. Like they'd set up different play spaces and like, and they would all dress up. It was like dress up all day, every day, all the time. And then they would dress up and put make costumes on each other and wrap each other in different ways and then go around with their little dolls or their stuffies and they you know and then they would like do things like like have like school pictures for their stuffies and like it's just like I just love this little like sibling society world that, that gets created. When they did, when it's those rainy day kind of days or those blizzard kind of days, when it's just like they've just been pushed to their limits, that there is nothing available to do except enjoy one another. And and then when they find that place of enjoying one another, it's just like beautiful. It's like a honeymoon, right? It's like how I feel when I get to be on a honeymoon with my husband. It's like, oh, I don't need any friends. I don't need like anything else. I don't need to be anywhere. I don't need to like have any toy I just get to be with you and I'm so happy I get to be with you because I am the only person in the whole world that gets to be with you right now and I don't know how long I'm going to get to be with you for and that's the beautiful aspect of death and life and birth it's like we get to be with these people we like to say that maybe we'll be with them for like 10 years 20 years or whatever and heaven bless that I will never be one of those people where I only have like one year left with somebody that I love that I was expecting to have like 10 years, 20 years or like, or like, you know, two weeks left or like a couple hours left with them. You know, like I can't even fathom what it is like for people to have to process those feelings of being like, I love this person and they are dying. Right. And I don't know when, how long I'm going to get to be with them for, you know, because like for me, I have this idea, oh, my life is going to be like this for 20 years or it's going to be like this for like the next year. Right. And I just can't even fathom what it is like for these precious people in the world. And I'm going to be one of them one day that like has to process those like deep, deep feelings of like, I love these people so much. And that is why I'm so sad because I'm going to miss them, right? Like I'm going to miss them every second of the rest of my life. 
because I love them so much and we've had so many good memories together that I have never shared with anybody else and they're the only people that I ever get to share them with because there's nobody else that you have those precious moments with. My husband is somebody like that. Like I have moments with him that I've never shared with anybody else. And I feel the same way about like my oldest child, my second child, my third, my fourth, my fifth. There's precious, precious moments, you know, when they're born and you get to feel their little baby hair for the first time because like you just have this bump inside of you for however long. And then you just kind of believe after a while. It's like, you know, maybe it's just like a piece of rock. Maybe there actually isn't a baby in there. Maybe I'm just going to birth this rock, right? Because you just can't see it. And so it's hard to believe that it's really a baby sometimes until they like they start coming out. And you can touch and feel and be like, that's not my hair. That's a little baby's hair, right? Like, And then you're just like, oh my God, it's like, this is so cool. Like, you know, like it's like when a marathon runner runs the track. They might run a truck and then they have a ribbon and they run across and maybe they'll get a medal or a trophy and like something to wear around their neck has like a decoration, right? But it's like when I'm birthing mother, is birthing her baby, she gets to have a baby as her gift for the rest of eternity. Like it's not like a rock that's going to like get like stolen by someone else or like, you know, like like buried somewhere else and lost over time it's like a baby that just like keeps growing and becoming and just like it's like this tree that just keeps growing and then bearing fruit and it's just like how in the world did mothers get to have that gift right like i don't know how mother eve got that blessing to be like oh well you're the one that gets to have the babies right like and all of your daughters for the rest of time will get to be the ones to have the babies. And it's just like, how did I get to do that? Right? Like, I just like, I feel like I'm cheating sometimes because it's the best. You know, like, like people complain all the time about being pregnant and then birthing the baby and like, and you know, and then raising the children and those types of things because it's hard work. It legit is. Like, there is no question about it. It's legit hard work, but that's all it is, right? Like not saying that's all it is. Like I'm saying like, that's it though. That's the worst it can get. The worst it can get is that it's harder work, right? Like, but then after you get to sleep every night, right? You get to like rejuvenate yourself with healthy food. You get to rejuvenate yourself as you're enjoying time together and laughing with each other of like the silly, hilarious moments that happen in a day. And it's just like, how did you, how did I get this blessing? Because I feel like I'm cheating sometimes. I'm like, how did I get it? Because like, I got to like, have these babies inside of me. I got to have them come out of me. I got to hold them for like the first two years of their life. Like for two years, I have a teddy bear to hold all day long, right? Like anytime. And, and then they just love to hug and kiss and just like, they just love to like be with you. And they're always asking for you. And they're always like wondering where you are. Like you never have to wonder if you're important because you'll go into a room and then in like within 30 seconds, someone's calling your name. And you're just like, what in the world? Like at first it's just kind of like, ah, like, can I just go like 10 minutes with nobody knowing that I exist just so I can like breathe a little bit 
Uh, but it's just like really endearing at the same time though. It's actually over the moon endearing and I can feel the effects of it a little bit. Like people, like empty nester people will talk to me all the time and they're just like, you hold on and cherish every moment that you get because it goes and runs so fast. They're going to be grown up and gone before you even know it. And I'm and like, every time they say it, I'm like, yeah, right. No way. Like, I'm just like in this eternal bliss moment, kind of like an Eden, right? And, and then, but then it's coming soon. It's like, I used to be there. And then now I have like, what, eight years left with one of mine or like maybe less because my kids are super smart and independent. So really, like, they could be up and gone in, like, six years if they wanted to be, like, because they just are super capable people that can do anything that they want to if they had, like, an idea to want to try. It's like, you know, like, I'm just, like, so, I'm just so over the moon blessed, right? Like, I'm blessed with as much time as I do get with the people that I have to hold and to love and to, like, you know, just, like, be with for the, the rest of my life. And, and then it's like, I just feel so, I just feel so grateful that I have that time, right? Like, I, I just think I'm just humbled by people that have had cut short time with those that they love in this life, but how blessed it is that they will have that extra time with them in the next life. Like, how much sweeter will those reunions be, you know? And I think that's, that's the whole point of all this separation stuff, right? It's like, I don't get to be with all those people that have passed, you know? Like, there's there's a separation time right now where we get to, like, grow our desire to want to be close and, like, grow our desire to want to do everything we possibly can here so that we can meet and re be a reunion with them and reunite, reunited with them. And that's why I'm, like, so gung-ho, like, any possible moment that I can just hunker down and just do this family history thing, I'm like, sweetness, like, give it to me, because I will be delighted to do anything that I can possibly do to help with that.